Welcome to With All Due Respect. This is Chef. And as always, when listening to our podcast, uh, be sure to subscribe, uh, tell your friends. Um, you could also su- subscribe on Anchor and also give money on a monthly basis. We appreciate it. It goes to our production. It's going to go to a pizza party in 2024. Um, and it's really just a, a good thing to do because, you know, we've been around here for a while. You fuck with us. We love each other. And we love this. This is episode 170. Gentlemen. What with the white voice? What up? 5,000 Northside Florida. It's your boy, J. Joe. I need to throw a party for my day ones. My bad, I was uh, daydreaming. Sorry. <laughs> well played. Don't worry about nice, it. Nice, nice, nice. Right on. Um, so, um, didn't pile last week. It don't matter. Um, how's everybody been doing? What's been going on with y'all? Anything new? Would anything new going on with you? No, man. Same old, same old. Fuck. Is that a, is that a new red satin wave cap or is that old? Because I know you, you got... Like growing dreads now. So satin wave cap. That, what you talking about? Right behind you. Is it? There's a, there's a silky that, wave cap behind that, you. That, oh no, that, that's that, a that, um that, the, 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 the Keith James hats. That's the bag they come in. What's Keith James hat? I don't. The uh, <laughs> the, the red bottom hats. Oh man. Them niggas that make the shoes. No, it's no. not lube. It's not uh Louboutin. It's uh Keith and James, but they make the, the brims that have the red bottoms on them. Are the red bottom hats expensive like the red bottom shoes? I I don't know. I get my hats from um, K&G. They're definitely more expensive than a K&G hat. I'll tell you that right oh. now. Oh, man. Like, mm. That means I can't afford it. But right. that's dope. First of all, you got to be careful of self-talk. You can't afford it. Okay. Right. You absolutely can afford it, Chef. And because you're rich. That's another reason why you can't, but it's all right. Okay. That's dope. Uh, so nothing's going on with you. How about you? Um, Five thousand. What's been going on with you, man? Um, nothing chilling. It was something I wanted to uh, share today too, and I can't really think of what it is. But <laughs> it's just like a recurring it. joke. <laughs> no, for real. But if I if I think about it, I'll I pull the cover. Chilling though, man. Awesome. So, um, J. Joe, you had an exciting weekend. Um, can you share what? how your weekend was you did oh, stuff oh man i did i did hella stuff i did too much actually i really need to do better you know what i'm saying like the essence festival i was you know what let me i'll take that back i i was i was living life essence festival is a wonderful time it's a magical time in new orleans new orleans is already magical enough but then when you add essence it's just super magical uh just highlights, went to a Nas Hennessy brunch. Nas times Hennessy, you know what I'm saying? That's cool at all times. I think it's definitely is like a God MC. So I got um, I got there a little late, but the nigga was still there. Um, so I got to breathe, breathe the same air as Nas, the God MC. Um, I always do this all-white party. Somehow I ended up on stage with the microphone telling people this is how we do it in New Orleans. I'm not from New Orleans, so... Why do people keep giving me microphones? Um, that same night, a homeless man stole my phone and then gave it back to me. Uh, well, tried to sell it back to me. It was, yeah, it was one of those things where, like, the the party, you know, we, we saying we, I shut the party down and I was sitting outside with my phone and apparently I dozed off for a second and then I woke up and. 
I like was like, oh shit, let me call this Uber, and I couldn't find my phone. Then I pinged my phone, and anybody with an iPhone knows it has that light, like ding, 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 ding. So I'm like, fuck, all right. I hit it again, ding, ding, ding. I couldn't find it, and then I heard it getting like more and more distant, and a nigga with a uh, a shirt. That's what they call it. <laughs> yeah, an a shirt. Right, yeah. And they got a nigga uh, hit the corner. And as I started to jog to the corner, that nigga went into a Mario Brothers uh, <laughs> pipe warp zone where I could find him into the darkness. And I'm like, fuck. So went inside, asked three different black people if I could use their phone. Three different black people told me their phone was dead. Um, we got to do Mars. better as the people. Right. You know what I'm saying? It's Essence Festival. Like, excellence. And at this point, I have on all white. Nigga, like I'm dressed like like I don't know a young Yo Gotti, nigga. Like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's pretty ass Lacoste shirt. Does it, I didn't think I was giving crackhead, but the niggas didn't thought I was gonna run off with some. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm being helpful, boy. Dog, I'm like, come on, man. So like, I'm like, fuck it. I go back outside and niggas out there, and he's like, hey man, I think I'm gonna found your phone. I was like, oh, I appreciate it. And I like, put my hand out. It was like, nah, I think it's, I found it over in a ditch. So um, this was a black man who looked like he was in his uh, early 50s, maybe, but like he lives on the street. So that nigga was like cut up. So I'm like, all right, this nigga's going <laughs> to off for real. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like this nigga has on his A shirt showing cuts. You know what I'm saying? So I'm like. All right, we're gonna go around this corner. This nigga gonna put, pull out a switchblade and try to like take my wallet, right? Because yeah. you know, yeah, I'm from the hood. So as as we as we're walking, he's like steady, like selling my own phone to me. Like, yeah, I know how important phones are and shit. And I, the whole time I'm looking at this nigga's neck because I know he's gonna turn around real fast. And as soon as he does, I'm gonna punch him as hard as I can in his fucking neck. Because if you can't breathe. Nigga, you know what I'm saying? You can't fight. Right? Which could have been bad, right? So I'm like, I'm just waiting for him to be like, <laughs> waiting for him to be like, give me your wallet, nigga. And I was going to just <laughs> nigga, swear <laughs> the fucking larynx, nigga. Like, that nigga's voice box going to be all you bad. You probably kill this nigga a little bit. Y'all, so listen, I didn't think about it in the moment, but like afterwards I was like, if that nigga would have turned around, I would have hit him with all my might, right? <laughs> Throat. He would have died. He hell would have died. I would have walked off, <laughs> and that nigga would have had my phone in his pocket. So they would have found my phone close to the, the murder scene. They would have hit me up, and I would, no, you know, saying it would have been a whole issue. What if he would have turned around fast for some other reason or something? Like he saw a nigga coming that was trying he was to gonna get him. Get it. He was my cousin. <laughs> no. Any fucking sudden moves, nigga, I was a white man with a gun. Any sudden moves, that nigga was getting it. If that nigga oh, was sneezed, I was gonna punch him. Like I was, <laughs> it was him or me. Yeah, so that's right. what I'm saying. Like this nigga kept walking me further and further from the hotel. So I'm like, all right, it's getting dark. It's getting stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like I think does this nigga have like a homeless gang that's gonna try to jump me, nigga? I'm thinking all types of shit. So anyway, give him the fucking phone, puts it in my hand. And he's like, yeah, man, so say, bro, you going to shoot me a little money? What's happening? You know what I mean? I was like, dog. And so, oh, yeah, I'm, I also had moved my wallet, my back pocket, you know what I'm saying, just in case. It's going to take them longer. 
So I'm like, oh, they got my wallets back at the hotel. And they get like, yeah, I'm going to shoot you some bread. So we get back to the hotel. I look at my wallet. I don't have no cash. Uh, I get this nigga like a gift card from this restaurant. I had like $13 left on it. <laughs> and like, well, was it was, like a, a restaurant he could get into? Like Dunkin' Donuts? No, or was it some no, sweet not, shit? No, no, no. That was some sweet shit. It was some sweet shit. And he can't like, even get in. Oh, no. He can't. He can't. But maybe he can sell it. I don't know. He can sell it for $8. Right. So then I'm inside the hotel, and all the niggas just kind of standing in the doorway. I'm like, nigga, that's all. Like, first of all, nigga, you stole my phone. Right. Well, Let's be clear. Dozed off. Let's be clear. Right. Right. Like, 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 nigga, I don't owe you shit. But I mean, I was appreciative he gave it back because you know I needed that motherfucker. So, yeah, thirteen dollar right. gift card to a sweet ass <laughs> New that's Orleans so restaurant. You know, like, what I'm saying? like out of all the people on Canal Street, you randomly walk up to me and say you think you found my phone <laughs> right. in a place that, that I, I, I at a place I went. I lost my phone. After, after we've already had a short pursuit. <laughs> I couldn't help but notice you were chasing me. We were I found your phone. After, I already chased you. <laughs> hey, bro, why you so mad to play with me? You should have shot him in the shirt just on the strength for that. Yeah, he disrespectful a little bit. Like, yeah, you can't be fucking up no homeless men, though. No, you, no, you can't kill them. I was going to fuck. It was him or me. <laughs> No, this, this you should ride by that later this week and see what other I'm kind of phones and goodies is Guess that nigga's modus operandi. That nigga should think me like, nigga, we had the bomb-ass fucking crab cakes. I'd be like, see? Oh, <laughs> oh, but yeah, so. But I mean, but, but besides that, SS is a beautiful time. Beautiful black people doing well, man. You just talk to random people and they're doing like sweet shit, so. You know, like, I, I talked to one motherfucker. They had, like, this Hulu skate party or whatever, man. DJ's rolling. Um, my folks was like, yeah, I interviewed uh, Bobby Brown earlier today on the panel. I'm like, well, that's cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, yeah. people just doing cool shit, man. So, shout out to Essence if you've never been or if you haven't been in a long time. Uh, you should come. The events, like, the um, sponsored <laughs> events, like I said, I went to a Hulu, went to a Hennessy event. They're getting, like, a lot cooler, so... Uh, yeah, and I end up getting like the pass of all passes on Sunday night and finessing my homeboys into the floor seat. So nigga, we was like front row for like Sunday concert. So it was cool, man. Shout out, shout out to everybody. Got there. I ain't gonna front. So after watching you and really pretty much every powerful woman that went to fam, that was they were all there apparently. Um. Every powerful, successful woman, fam, and and all the niggas I know from New Orleans, including you, having like a ball. I'm going next year. Like me and my, I was like, we'll just we'll just go. You have um, to. Yeah, I mean it's because, like, I saw a nigga tweet. Um, I think Michael, it was Michael Harriet, the um, the writer. He tweeted that, uh, the Essence Fest is basically. I mean, I'm I'm paraphrasing, but he's basically saying, the Essence Fest is what happened when Freaknik grew up, basically. It sounds like a vibe. So I was like, you know, let's go. I mean, I'll probably have to get more tips from you on how to have a successful weekend. Cause it seemed like you always have like go to the right places. So I'm going to have to hit you up about that and probably book a house or something, Airbnb or something like that relatively soon just to have it locked in. I but, don't want no tips. I'm about to be in this nigga's hip pocket when he comes out the front door <laughs> in the morning. Hey, Jason, how you doing, man? I'm in the car. I ain't going front. You up. might get tired of me, but it's hey, man. Cool. How, do you like, cool. Listen, how do you like your coffee? We all good, man. Listen, <laughs> my home, my homeboys have been counting down since the, to the next uh, 
fucking essence it was like 360 days to the next essence fest so uh it's all it was all cool if you if you went to my instagram page i also uh shot the yo that's what kappas do that's the kappa side more than i ever have in my whole life uh i like, never yeah yeah, I, right. I, I used to give niggas like like I, nigga, I I'll buy you a bottle if you can find three pictures of me shoot the old nigga right. since the the spring of two thousand nigga. But like this week, man, it was cool, man. Met Brandon Marshall. He just so happened to be at the same shoe store we was at, man. So kicked it with with that young one, and you know what I mean. Just was just it was just a cool vibe. Everywhere we went was cool. It'd be hard to find an uncool event. Did you ask him about that boat or? I did not. You should ask them to sign us to a contract. Put us on the hey, I Am Athlete Network. Hey man, I'm working on it, guys. You know what I'm saying? I believe. I, I, I think I think the people call me charismatic when they re- refer to me. So you know what I'm saying? It's you know everything's in the working, man. But yeah, good weekend. Good weekend. Awesome. I was happy to see black folks um, having a great time there. Um, it was a good juxtaposition of the rest of the world um, for Fourth of July weekend, um, because you know it was Fourth of July weekend. I think based on all the news that's been happening in the world um, between the, the Supreme Court um, rulings as of late, the shootings, um, the violence, America shit. I don't know if Fourth of July had the same luster or excitement people e- e- tend to have. Uh, for the weekend, you know what I'm saying? So I know, um, you know, we were off work yesterday for the most part. I'm off work all week. We usually get that whole week off during 4th of July week weekend for our summer break or whatever. I'm not doing shit. But um, how was everybody's 4th of July? What y'all do? Did y'all do anything? So why do y'all you think 4th of July has lost its luster? Like what is the, what is Did, the luster? I'm, it's not I'm, really a luster holiday anyway, but what's the luster to it? Well, I mean, it's it's a it's it. I mean, I'm I'm basing things off of, like, from a kid to now, right? So, Fourth of July used to be a pretty big deal. We go somewhere and watch the fireworks as a family. We barbecue. Everybody go to somebody's house and kick it. We have our little American flags, um, the old Navy flag T-shirts and shit, and khakis and chucks. You know what I'm saying? Like it was always a thing. Um, and I think the older I get. I might just be speaking for me, shit, but I know. I think that's just an age thing, though. I mean, when you were a kid, a whole pizza was a fucking, like, celebration, right? Now it's like, it's dinner, you know what I'm saying? It's like, I think it's just something that comes with age. Is it the holiday that's changed, or is it the fact that we've had 40-something-odd 4th of Julys, and we kind of look at it a little bit different than a than a 7-year-old or an 8-year-old? I mean, because... That motherfuckers like are lighting fireworks for the first times in their lives. Like they're going outside and doing that shit where we've done that already. So is it the holiday that's changing, or is it us getting older and changing? I think it's our perception of of America. I mean, just based on the responses from other people, and it could be niggas just be bullshitting on social media. And maybe I mean I could poll the group. I mean maybe I'm wrong, um, but. It it seems different because I think our perception of America is a little bit different. First off, black people don't have a perception on America. Black people are fucking retarded. Okay, black people <laughs> hate America. Black people <laughs> hate America. Hot super. Black people hate America in the same sentence that they love. What's it, Jeff Bezos? Right? Like you can't do both. Right? Black people are just fucking retarded. They don't they don't have a single thought in their head that doesn't contradict. You don't like America, but you want to be. America, right? It doesn't make sense 
because for some reason we think that we're not American. We're African-American. We kind of live parallel to the country and we don't have any of its bad habits. None of the spirit of America is in us. We just kind of exist and we watch America be be crappy like it's a movie when at the end of the day, we're Americans too. We act very much like Americans. The very much the thing that drives us is are the values of America. No matter how much we hate white people, even if you hate or you don't hate white people, or we don't like the way the country was, what it was built on, we don't like the racism, we don't like the civil rights issues we have now, we don't like the civil rights issues we had in the past, it doesn't matter how you feel about that. At your fucking bone, you are a fucking American. So, and there's no change in that. I, I don't feel the same about America as I did uh, growing up. My grandfather was in World, World War II, um, so he always was patriotic, you know what I'm saying? Raised the flag, did shit like that, you know what I'm saying? He, he was a vet. So I very much was pro-America growing up just through him, right? Um, but I mean, as you, as you learn more about what I, this shit was built on, I mean, you can feel a way, you know what I'm saying? Your brother's still your brother, but if that nigga steal $47 out your junk drawer, you know what I'm saying? Like, you feel a way towards them. But but you can't hate drug dealers and sell drugs at the same time. Like, and that's that's the contradiction. Everybody Mm -hmm. hates the values of America. You can can sell drugs. Well, nobody says that you hate the drug dealers. But if a nigga like, "Ah, I'm going to sell drugs, but I'm not going to sell drugs to to mothers and kids, you're different. It's different types of drug dealers. You know what I'm saying? No, but that's not the situation. Most motherfuckers want to be the pure American fucking, and those are the heroes. The Jeff Bezos, Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk's fucking the Raiders of Wall Street, this like the scammers that get rich. That people want to be that, but at the end of the day, those type of people are the same people that fucking, hey man, put these niggas on this boat, man, and nigga, we about to come the fuck up, nigga. They gonna work for free, and we gonna get this fucking money off this cotton. It's it, it's a it's the branch off the same fucking tree. So you it's think definitely. niggas really fuck with with like those he, like those evil capitalists? Jeff oh, Bezos is the most evil capitalist on the planet. Niggas hella fuck with evil capitalists. Yeah. Um, oh, oh, <laughs> right. I mean, I guess I don't. So I, just, I was like, oh, okay. Some, a lot of people do though because they lust after the money. So and that's and that's nothing. And that's the fabric of America is like capitalism, like coming up. Okay, any way possible. But going back to what you're saying about uh, feeling the way about Fourth of July, I'm also not one of those people that will bash somebody who is as on red, white, and blue. You know what I'm saying? If like that's what you want to do, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 on you. Like niggas like to grill, niggas like to celebrate. I'm a big fucking uh, holiday person. I got that from my grandmama and my mama. So like you know. I, shit, I have a 4th of July shirt. You know what I'm saying? Like, I just wear it every 4th of July. That shit don't say, I love America. Um, but, you know, whatever it is. I, nigga, I wear green on fucking whatever day that, St. Patrick's Day. So, I'm not one of those people that bash people. Um, but, going back to fucking, um, I don't know what we're talking about before that. I don't know. 4th of July. Yeah. Niggas, niggas don't grill no more. Did y'all niggas put uh, meat on the grill? I didn't put me on the grill because I wasn't celebrating Fourth of July. Like, I think all I did this weekend was me and my wife went out 
So like, did yeah, you go to work? Like, did you go to work? I mean, why not celebrate? You was off. You ain't got to be celebrating Fourth of July. You could just be like, "Fuck it, I'm off." Like nice you, like outside. you didn't throw something on the grill in protest to whom? Seventeen seventy six. Like Thomas Jefferson. Fathers. Like take that Thomas Jefferson in your grave. I'm not putting no stakes on. Like is that? Is that? I mean, I I, I don't know, man. To me, it's all. Silly. Is, that, is that is that nigga frozen? <laughs> yeah, he is. I feel like- because like right, because that nigga's first, his nigga's face looks like he's disgusted with whatever he's saying, and he's not responding. But yeah, can't hear me. Anyway, yeah, I, I, now I we can. You. Oh, now you're back. Oh, okay, no, um, I, it wasn't a matter of process. I just didn't like have the energy to celebrate. So it was like at one point I was thinking, oh, I'll have niggas come over. We'll we'll eat some some chicken and and some ribs and shit. But then I was like, eh. Not really feeling it. Wow. I'm just gonna chill. To me, that's not oh, celebration. That's, that's, that's like it's Wednesday. Like I'm not working today. Let's throw something on the fucking grill. Ain't you half Florida boy or something? Like I don't need. I don't <laughs> no, need I mean, a holiday to throw something on the grill. I'm a grill. Ca- I still grill casually. I just didn't want to grill on Monday, and that's what it was. Because of the fourth, you you, you felt away. Yeah. You felt emo- You had an emotional response. I felt to away. Independence yeah. Day. Got it. Okay. I think that's silly, but it's it's okay to have feelings. I I, I definitely don't fuck with like white people on Fourth of July though. Like they be too American. Like them niggas yeah, love America play... too much. Like I, I'm proud to be an American. That's like the worst song I ever. It, it feels like American has white in italics or parentheses after or before American. It, it, it's a little something exactly. extra on it. it the, the white is silent. Nigga, that's the best. Can we, that, that, that put that, can we put that on T-shirt? <laughs> the white is silent. We having some genius T-shirts. Nigga. Make it, make it like I, old Navy style T-shirt and uh, be like the white uh, is silent. Nah, just put American nigga and then in parentheses italics under the, the white is silent. silent oh. no, I like that too, but um, because even it with is. the like the big um, like I don't want to get into the shootings because I mean I I kind of felt like it was gonna happen, but. I don't go to those big fireworks displays because especially this year, I felt like it was going to be unsafe. Like when I heard there was a shooting, I was like, that sounds about right. Like I wasn't like shocked by it. You know what? But if you think about it, like 4th of July is like kind of like a trash holiday anyway, just because it's like one of those days that like niggas are up to mischief. It's like the closest thing we get to the purge, right? It's like niggas can't wait till the sun sun goes down. Nigga, I'm going to bust my guns, right? Nigga, I'm gonna fuck around and have like firecracker contests, or you know what I'm saying, like shoot niggas with Roman yeah. candles, and like it's it's just like mischief night, nigga. Let, let me, is. I'm gonna stay my ass in the home, just, in the house, just because I can't tell the difference sometimes between them gunshot and them fireworks, and niggas just like to let off, niggas breaking cars. I know here that was niggas were already getting loose and breaking in cars, but like nigga Fourth of July night, and they had. Motherfuckers here from out of town. Oh yeah, we just gonna run a train on these uh, complexes. Were you kicking in around some Cali people this weekend at all? Uh, why? What did I say? Hell yeah, yeah accent switched up a little bit. Them R's, them R's got kind of hard there for a minute. Hit hard, yeah. nigga. Maybe I did. <laughs> yeah, boy. Shout out to St. Bernard, guys. <laughs> yeah. like Speaking of R. Kelly, like, thirty years. Uh, niggas want to go to the park and shit, nigga. Pop fucking right. fireworks, right, nigga? Works. <laughs> But nah, niggas was disrespectful with the fireworks more so. I saw more shit this year as far as accents 
I've seen in years past. Like, I saw niggas doing drive-by Roman Campbell shootings. I saw I saw a nigga, like, blew up a true value that had fireworks in it. I saw a car get blown up this morning while I was on the toilet. I'm like, niggas, niggas lost their mind to control with, the, uh, with the fireworks. I was like, it, it does feel like mischief night, but, you know, I think niggas need to stop. Like, niggas are already starting fireworks over here in my neighborhood. I'm like, they should be gone by now. Like, I'm, I'm sick of it. Nah, man. Motherfuckers but, still burning fireworks from 2020 because we didn't get it, so. <laughs> I forgot about that shit when niggas had fireworks all over the country. Hey, man, but DC showed the fuck out. I'm not going to lie, bro. We, we showed out this year. I've never... We were in Navy Yard this year, and I, and rooftops are huge now, so we were on a rooftop watching the fireworks. But you could, we were high enough to see like a 360 view of D.C., Maryland, and Virginia, and you could just spin around and point to like every neighborhood, every hood, and they were like, fireworks were going everywhere. I posted it on my IG feed, but that was truly a treat to see the city like going off like that. Typically, you only see like one neighborhood, or you'll see the mall, or you'll see something in Maryland. You can see it all from from the rooftop, man. That was special. That was great. Y'all do it big there, though, because I remember last year I was in town with the national. I went to MGM Grand, and you could see like an angle where you could see like from Virginia to DC and the rest of Maryland. That was that was cool, right? Yeah, and it would be hella patriotic, but that's what's up. All right, cool. So, um, yeah, the fourth. Uh, so last week, like you know, we didn't pod, but. Oh, fuck. I, they did have the versus recap. Drink. What happened? What happened? We didn't pot last week. Drink. to new drinking game. Right. Oh, <laughs> okay. Um, but they had the um, the versus uh, with. So we talked about it. it was, we talked about it before it happened. It was the versus with uh, Mario versus Omarion with the undercard with with Ray J and uh, Bobby Valentino and. Motherfucking Sammy and Pleasure P. <clears throat> so they had that shit. Um, first of all, did, did anybody watch it? Yeah, watch I, it? I watched it and listened to it and tried to go to sleep while it was on and everything. Man, that was that was the worst verses ever. Okay, okay. Probably the worst <laughs> vocal display I've ever seen. That that entertainment was bad enough that verses should be done. Like they should not versus yeah. should pack pack it unless they're giving me a Tupac and Biggie hologram versus like <clears throat> it's it's done. That shit was horrible, bro. Like horrible. Like nobody could even like. I'm talking hold the Keisha Cole note. Like there was they could not dance. There was no no good dancing. There was no good entertainment. There was no good singing. That was just a fucking waste of fucking time and money to even put that show on. So. I, I, they gotta stop doing it with niggas who's still trying to like be hot or and maybe stop with these R&B niggas because these R&B niggas are wild and out this nigga Sammy came out the nigga looked like he had on a fake beard it might just been a whole right. bunch of Beijing on it uh, that shit looked terrible but like him and fucking uh, Pleasure P them niggas came in hot Ray J really wasn't trying to bother nobody um they like calling Bobby Valentino short stack and all this other shit. Like, it was just like, what? What are these niggas really trying to do? And the thing is, uh, 
Like they would talk all that shit and then go right into like, girl, you think you like me? You didn't know it. Like, I'm like, nigga, like, what are y'all doing? Like, <laughs> like y'all niggas can't be hard and go right into like, nigga, this shit was on the first nigga hoop dreams of Air Air Bud, nigga. Like, yeah. I, I didn't, I didn't get it. It was entertaining as fuck though because it was so much. It was just a comedy of errors. It was garbage. It was, just, it, 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 it was a. It was what was it? Comedy it was of errors or whatever the fuck it was. It was right, just. Right. It was a dark yeah, comedy. So right, and the thing was, like y'all niggas wasn't even the headliners. So them niggas like do all that fuck shit, right? And then like, oh shit, here comes fucking Mario and Omarion. And hey boy, were we wrong on that one? Because Omarion fucking shit the bed. Yeah. This nigga got him and his brother eating slices of watermelon. First of all, oh, nigga, that verse, verse ain't even black owned no more, so put that fucking watermelon shit away. But, like, <laughs> these niggas are eating watermelon like pussy. It was like, this is a great idea. And, like, Ray J had them fucking... Backup dancers that all look like they were in their late forties, but ain't nothing wrong with women in their late forties. But Lord, like, ain't y'all in LA? Like, y'all couldn't find like. I've seen it on Instagram. The shit, the shit was a noop noop review level production. It was that. Uh, it that definitely way. felt like a noop review, but noop reviews were brought together like maybe two hours prior, maybe forty five minutes prior. So the fat so nigga then, maybe like, after hitting the blunt and walking on the stage. But then again, 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 Mario came in with like every nigga came in that bitch with a chip on his shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. Mario probably heard the podcast. It was like, oh, these niggas think I'm gonna lose, nigga. Watch this. And you shouldn't be in an R&B versus if like you really can't sing. You know what I'm saying? Because whoever can sing the best is gonna beat you. And especially when niggas start singing other niggas' songs, like. At that point, like you just bow out, you know what I'm saying? So thank God, for, I didn't like thank God for the BET Awards for saving that shit eventually because that that shit was sad for black black music. I don't what did the BET Awards save it? I thought the BET Awards was pretty I, good. First of all, first of all, man, I saw you hating on the BET Awards. The BET Awards was a good a good production, man. It was better than the fucking Grammys. Mariah Carey came out like the Mariah Carey was great. So Mariah Carey came out. Then Brand, they fucking had Shine come out with Puffy. Like that was good. You're, so war shows. Hold on, the war shows are only. I'm just saying as a full production. War shows are only as good as the motherfuckers who show up there. You know what I'm saying? And they had like a lot of fucking uh, people that showed up, nigga. You know what I'm saying? More than usual. So well, here's I, the thing uh, I have about the BT Awards. So you don't like nothing. I agree with you. Like I watch the BT Awards avidly every year. I enjoy the production. I ain't. I ain't gonna talk about the production. I'm talking about the performances. That's all. So who didn't you like? Because it was some good performances. Brandy rapped. Brandy rapped with Buddy with White Buddy. What's oh yeah, that yeah they. Brandy. That was good. Brandy did good. And we said like three good things. Like yeah. that was like I'm talking about the the niggas singing. Like I, I mean, if I'm carrying over, I gathered from the verses was. For one, niggas can't sing. For two, niggas in R&B is, is kind of downgrading. And then for three, these niggas didn't, don't take their craft seriously. That's what I got from the, the verses. But then, so when we translated over to the BET Awards, the only singers I remember very specifically performing was obviously Kirk Frank. Kirk Franklin's like a legend. Like, so 
anything he's gonna put his hands on was gonna be awesome. They they were great. Him and um, what do they call him, uh, something city, Maverick City. They were great. Maverick City Collective. They were awesome. But Giveon, I didn't like Giveon. No way. But then when he performed, I'm like, they said his auto tune wasn't working. I'm like, nigga, you got auto tune? Nigga, you can't sing. Like <laughs> so. But outside of that, like the other performances were like mostly women and rappers, and they all did great. Like I'll so, never. So, like, so you just shit on Giveon, which means that if ninety percent of the show was good. No, I'm just I'm just focusing on on male R and B. I just think male R and B is just like really not good anymore. That's all. Um, I don't think male R and B really exists. I mean, who do we have? I mean, it's still the yeah, old, yeah, that too. It's still the old guard. Like nobody really sticks around. I mean, but I mean, but you still got catch. You still got division. You got you got Tiller. Um, you got these random motherfuckers that come out every other week, like the the Giveons of the fucking world. Um, I like Lucky Day, but, but they didn't perform. Oh yeah, Lucky Lucky Day can sing. Um, but I. But I was also impressed by the like the upcoming acts that they had like before they go into break and all that shit. Like they had some real cool, some real good singers. I mean, men and women uh, perform before. Shine, that, man. shine, oh. shine, rapping with Diddy. Come on, man. I wasn't expecting that's that. Also, that's also Shine's sad that it's also sad that like in the Diddy oh. tribute. I'm sorry. It's also sad that in the in the Diddy tribute, like. Nigga, ninety percent of bad boy like is either in a bad place or dead. So, you know, that's kind of fucked up. Yeah, they all seem happy. Look, him seems happy. With, you know. Oh, oh she does not like, seem happy. <laughs> Shine is the president Ooh. of Belize or something, no? Ain't he? He's, he's happy. No, oh, that nigga went to prison and let happen. No, he got excommunicated. Like it's no, it's not he's a like lot a of good now. Mary J. Blige is the only one doing well. Like, is yeah. Loon still alive? Is Loon dead? Loon's a pastor somewhere. Loon's like, like a, Mace, Loon's like a pastor Mace didn't come out. If like, Mace would have came out, we would have lost it, though. That would have been it. Like, that would have been retribution for Puff. The fact that he didn't. So what we need to know is what is Puffy Diddy microdosing? Because that nigga <laughs> is definitely on a drug. Nah, he, it wasn't micro. But whatever he's doing <laughs> is making him It was so a lot happy. of coke. No, nigga. I, I've seen niggas on a lot of coke. That nigga was that nigga was in his feelings, so the nigga definitely did whatever his feelings told him to do at the time, <laughs> whether it's dancing with his mom or whatever, but it wasn't cocaine. Like, we see niggas on coke. Oh, this nigga. All right. That's so what do you think it was? Let's move on. I don't know, nigga. It, it could be shrooms. It could be a, that nigga. A lot. That nigga was on, on what's that called? What's that shit called from the movie? A Jeffrey? Gotta say which movie so we right. know what you're talking about. The movie, um, t- t- um, get him to the Greek. That nigga started rubbing his chest when he said it. I, right. Um, he felt it. We had to stroke the furry wall, and he was on. A oh yeah, I remember. I remember. Yeah, that's what he was on. But no, nah, that nigga, cause that nigga went and said he's like, I want to give a million dollars to Howard. I'm gonna give a million dollars to Jackson State, and then all them Jackson State niggas and all the little swag groups like, see, we got a million dollars from Diddy. Like, they ain't finna give y'all no million dollars. That nigga was high as a kite. I was asking all my all my Howard friends if they got that money yet too. This is over over four. See, y'all got that money yet? I was like, we'll see. I think Howard was already hot with Diddy uh, about that dorm situation. Like that was the time to drop the mill. But so, but here's the thing about that. Howard got money. 
Howard don't need the mill. Howard can fix them dorms today. That's uh-huh. the problem. Uh-huh. Y'all got money and y'all not fixing the dorms. Money. Howard money going somewhere. Howard Spelman and Morehouse, boy. They stay getting donated to. Well, I don't know where that right. money go, but right. Lord. They should go to drugs and, and rice peel off. It's a hell of a combination. Yeah. Crazy, crazy combination. But, um, yeah, so... I mean, but I didn't, again, I did enjoy BET Awards. I I think Shine, um, what happened with Shine? Something happened with Shine, never mind. I forgot what happened. We, no, we I was talking about talk, talking about this. Said it'd be, I said it'd be funny if Shine, like, just all of a sudden punched Puff in the face, but it didn't happen. It would have been funny, I think. Hey, man, hey man, hey man we had a place where we don't need to do that no more, man. It, it, it's Jeezy versus Gucci, man. We, we, don't, we don't need to do that no more. That's fair. Hashtag That's fair. growth. That's fair. So, um, I want so think so about the R and B male R and B shit. So the funny thing was after the um after the verses, I was on Twitter. I think a lot of people was talking about it's like my wife actually pointed it out to me, where they were talking about how Usher can't sing live either. It felt ironic to me because then the next thing you know, like they they and they. They baked that nigga like they destroyed him. Like they went in like Usher could sing. Like what the fuck are you talking about? Don't love Usher in with the rest of them niggas. Um, and I agree. Cause I seen Usher live, and that's still one of my favorite concerts. Just seeing him at the Roots picnic like like two, four or five years ago. But um, was, after that, Usher came out with a Tiny Desk concert. Um, I love Tiny Desk concerts like my shit. Like I think we all talked about it several times. I think we all are pretty avid watchers of Tiny Desk concerts. Who's your, who's your, who's your favorite Tiny Desk concert? Or favorite Tiny Desk? Top three? My top three is probably um, T-Pain, Anderson .Paak, um, and then Anthony Hamilton. Mm. My favorites. Some good ones. Good ones. Yeah. And I, throw, I, think, I throw Erica Badu in there. Erica Badu is not like a quick, like a, it's like almost tied for three. Cause her, hers is great. Yeah. Didn't the Roots yeah, do it? Did you say T Pain? Yeah, the T Pain yeah, one was awesome, one. actually. Like yeah. he shot the world with his. Yeah. And uh, Tank and the Bangers for me. They, That's they a great one. Really yeah. But um, that was so he did his tiny desk for one. Like I don't, I mean, it's, I think they had. I need to watch the rest of them. They had tiny desk concerts. All all um, Black Music Month that were supposed to be pretty good. I just didn't watch. That. I, think, I think they had Brandy. I think they had um, Kurt Franklin come again, um, and then they had uh, had a few other ones that were pretty good. But Usher did his. He did like four or five songs. That shit was great. Like that nigga was like effortlessly singing. I think he had like um, who do you have as background? So he had Vito, and he had. Um, he had, a B- buddy name? he had a BDSM choker change on too. Yeah, that was weird. I didn't know about that. Like, <laughs> he was going like for some Mad Max shit, like BD- looking for real. But BDSM chic or something. I don't know. I mean, that might be his thing, though. I mean, that nigga, nigga getting older, he might. I mean, might it's, a, freak. I mean it's a good thing to have, but you don't need to like go out in public with the, the domination chain on. Yeah, maybe he's trying to make a make a statement like I'm dominating 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 the game. I can't talk. Fuck, I'm dominating the game. I don't know. Shit was weird for a nigga. Hey man, that's one day I'm dominating the game. <laughs> <laughs> but 
But that nigga was that nigga was singing, singing like he like um. And the funny thing was, well, everybody watched it yet? Yeah, saw the time yeah. Okay. And, and yeah. there ain't gonna be no spoiler. Ain't gonna be no spoiler. Cause it wasn't no new shit, but it was like all he he killed all the shit. Like my favorite Usher song is Superstar, so he killed that shit. Um, Let me hear you do the Superstar but, run. Nah, <laughs> oh. nah, I'm not new gonna. I don't favorite. have a falsetto. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah, you almost had it. You almost had it. No, I, okay. I didn't almost have it. I I wasn't even close. But um, out of this shit came hella memes and hella shit went viral. I think the the big thing was to watch this meme. Yeah. Um, so you know, it was cool. The watch this the watch this meme really exploded, right? That would especially yeah, on Twitter. Like saw... that shit was the shit is dead now. It it it, it caught on that. I think that was the, the the quickest grand opening, grand closing of a meme I've ever seen. What was the one that you saw that closed it for you? <laughs> closed it? Because there was a few that closed it for me I saw on Twitter. When white folks got a hold of it, that's when it kind of... When it got political, of course, the, the, yeah. the SCOTUS one, it was like, all right, we, we're we digging way too deep now. Like The, the, the first one I saw was the, the little kid one. Right, like I bet you won't jump or, but don't jump off of that. And then you watch this. That's the first one I saw, and that was hilarious. And then yeah. I think I saw the edible one, and then I think it like we went off a cliff a little bit, and there was like thirty different ones. And then when we hit the Scotus one, I'm like, yeah, well, that's it's about time to stop. That's now. that that was the one for me. I was when he hit the Scotus, I was like, mm, this shit dead now. Yeah, we're supposed to be having fun here, and like now it's no longer fun. I saw the the Colts post one. I was like, yeah. Yeah. All right. When corporate America starts to get involved, it's like, hey, man, like, y'all. But, you know, corporate America pays people to, like, jump on this shit, Mike. I hate. All right. So this is what I hate, right? So I tried to. Fuck. You tried to be one of them people? So I tried. We're having a conversation about it, right? And we're talking about the fucking meme. And so I said, let me go to Twitter and look up some fucking memes. And I look up the hashtag, watch this. But there's a nigga that just so happens to be taking dick pics. And like, <laughs> he put the hashtag, watch this on it. And this is the first thing that fucking pops up. And I'm like, bro, like, that shit upsets me, dog. Like, you'll have a nigga that'll be like, it'll be like a pray for Haiti t- hashtag. And he'll put a pray for Haiti <laughs> hashtag on him like G and a bitch. Like, why why do y'all why do people do this? Twitter is hell though. But Twitter this, is the worst but social the media. Same, but this same nigga would be like, I don't want to celebrate July 4th because America is on that bullshit. This same nigga would do that. Watch this. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Vacation PTO request denied is another good one. That was hilarious because the motherfucker, nigga, the plane tickets is bought, my nigga. Like, <laughs> black people do not be asking for permission when they put in leave. That's. I put in my leave for when I went to Africa, like, like that Monday before. I was like, I'm about to go to Africa um, on Friday. So. Have you ever asked to be off? No, I just tell them I'm. Yeah, about to I'm gonna be, be gone. gone. I'm gonna be out. <laughs> I'm gonna be out in August. 
Like, have you ever asked five stacks? Have you ever asked to be off? Um, it was like once that I recall, because something kind of came up after the fact. But I, I mean, it still really wasn't asking. I framed it that way. It was like, yeah, um, I got something I need to take care of on Thursday. Like, if that's straight, and then it's like, yeah, but I like I because I try to give advance notice. Yeah. But I mean, I also don't take a lot of days. Also, normally, um, when I ask for a day, it's not an issue. Yeah, that's my whole thing. I'm like, I don't. If I don't ask for much, you shouldn't really be tripping. If I ask for a few days, niggas be working their fingers to the bone and shit. But they don't ask. I mean, when I say they, I mean white people. Management. Don't ask. <laughs> I don't think anybody asks. That's the thing. So I'm like, at this point. Like I think the main people that make up this whole asking for days off, off trope is black folks, but ask for days off. Unless you just work at McDonald's and you have to legit ask for time off. Yeah. But even in high school when I worked at Cinnabon, I don't think I asked for time off then. I was like, I'm finna not be here. Oh, you ain't gonna pay me my five twenty five an hour? Fuck. Like like what you yeah. what you finna do? There's um, but there's plenty of white people that don't have you like they do leave differently. Like they will not even have leave and take vacation. They just have money like that and be like, "Well, bitch, don't fucking pay me. I got enough money to float me," and they'll still go on leave. Like that's they they be on other shit when it comes to vacation. Or you oh, white no, people. Yeah. Not yet. Not yet. Chef knows plenty of people like that. Chef is people like that. Anyway, go ahead. Let's go, Chef. False narrative, but all right, cool. Um, so R. Kelly um got thirty years uh for child um sex trafficking. Um, this is a good thing. Like he he did that shit. So thirty years for him. Uh, any thoughts on that? That should happen while he was gone. I have all right, so I think it's good that he's getting his just desserts or whatever. But I just feel like out of all the niggas in history, R. Kelly's like top five for the amount of time that he's getting, right? Like, if we go from Hitler to like Hitler to Suge Knight or whatever, it's like, why is R. Kelly getting the most time out of all these niggas? There are niggas that have like killed a lot of people who I don't think have as much time as R. Kelly. Like R. Kelly's gonna get tried again and get more time. Like, what? Why is R. Kelly in the top top five of time? It feels like for rapes. Like, um, I, mean, I think it's. I mean, rapes. Rapes should just be time. Like, were they rapes? rapes? Were they rapes? I mean, I don't. I mean, I, it's, I mean, it's I'm, a I'm not trafficking. To... It's the trafficking. It's the taking taking girls over state lines for rapes is what got him. Yeah, but I mean, it's, like, it's also a federal charge. I mean, if it's a federal charge, it's got to be trafficking and shit over state lines. That's kind of the nature of the law. But yeah. I mean, it's like, I mean, R. Kelly's a fucked up individual, but. I mean, he deserves, I mean. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah he's he, really doing that shit. I mean, yeah, he like, deserves it, but I mean. Right. This thing's so probably going to go back to court in another nine months and get another 30 years. Like. The nigga shouldn't get out, man. I mean, he's not, not going to get shit. out. I mean, didn't he already have charges that he already got convicted for? That was like for another 20, so, 30 years? 
So just keep adding on. Fuck it, man. We got it, man. This nigga. I think the goal. I was already this nigga in essence, man. He was. He's doing the same thing, like man. I kill it, man. I know niggas that didn't kill the nigga and got thirty years. Like I know, but. No, no, I'm saying, but that's fine. I mean, so once R. Kelly gets up, once we've given R. Kelly 300 years, right? Like, where's everybody else's time? You know what I'm saying? Like, it, I that's, guess juxtapose is our favorite word on the show. But that's, I mean, that's the, that's the rub with doing stuff because a lot of times we go in like, oh, well, shit, my homeboy, you know what I'm saying? This motherfucker had 100 pounds. He got five years, so I only had 50 pounds, you know what I'm saying? I probably get a little 18 months on. And that shit don't work like that, unfortunately. It's literally on a case-by-case basis. And uh, I think the main issue that he has is, even though they may have not been technically listed out or otherwise considered, but he has some aggravating factors, one of which being he's kind of skirted this shit before and kept like thumbing his nose up at the establishment. Yeah. So I think they really wanted to send a message to his ass for that reason too. Same thing kind of how they did OJ. Like that motherfucker beat all that shit and got jammed on some baseball cards. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> like it's, a, it's I think the same principle here. That's really all it is to me. Yeah, I agree completely. I mean, because he, he's been doing this for 30 years. And niggas, it was like it was like folklore in Chicago. Like niggas would talk about. I mean, even um, Mr. Girl um, Number One was telling us about that shit. Like how how he would just be posted at the McDonald's trying to get get little girls. Like this chapman when he was all in high school. So this thing's been going on for for a really long time. Like he married Aaliyah. She was a kid. Over thirty years, man. So he'd be good with thirty years. My thing was I was arguing with this nigga about R. Kelly, and he was like, man. That's fucked up. We're not going to get another R. Kelly album. But I was like, that nigga gave you some of the, if you still want to listen to R. Kelly, some of the best fucking music you going to get. He was like, man, I mean, you could say that about being a Tupac. I was like, them niggas are like 23 years old. You know what I'm saying? Like, R. Kelly's going to jail at 50 almost. I don't know how old the nigga is. I don't think this nigga was going to come out with another TP2 nigga or fucking Chocolate Factory at this age, man. So... Nah, his his, his career kind of fizzled. Like his shit ended with what was the shit like the? I mean, he was still. Saga? Nah, he was he he still had step in the name of love, happy people type shit. That was still like twenty years ago at this point. Right. I mean, I mean, I, like I R. Kelly, that's... R. Kelly has a Rayful Edmonds type sentence. I mean, it's just, I'm not saying he doesn't deserve it, but it's like, God damn, like this nigga. Get, I thought he was done. This nigga gets sentenced every 90 days to some other shit. It's just, yeah, it's just... I was surprised. It was yet another sentence, and I was surprised on that. Because I really, like, they can't package all his shit up into, like, one big giant indictment and just, like, bang the gavel one time. Because, right. I mean, that part, too. Like, um, the fact that shit, because that's, that's what they always talk about when they talk about pleading out and all that shit. So, I mean, he's wasting a lot of fucking taxpayer dollars. With all these trials and shit. He's not getting out. We get it, y'all. And yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's all. That's I think that was the bottom line for that shit. Uh, speaking of not getting out, Uh-oh. the Supreme Court um, justices um, don't get out of their position until they die or they feel like it. So with that said, Supreme Court as it stands. Um, 
pulled a lot of bullshit off in their in their latest uh session so are we been out um at this point like so they they ended abortion uh what else did they do i'm gonna end abortion uh, they didn't end abortion they at, they overturned a, roe they overturned roe versus wade protection of abortion for women across the country and gave it back to the states and then from there the states then the trash states don't don't say the states the trash states which is I mean, florida yeah florida, i mean yeah the trash Indiana. states the south no, florida hasn't done florida hasn't florida's the only state in the south florida north carolina <laughs> so in north carolina is probably going to change it indiana didn't have a stance they they said we're going to call a special session so we can get rid of this shit immediately um and we had the conversation about this like we have like so listeners you know our stance on on abortion rights um we're a pro-choice podcast i think we expressed that pretty well a few episodes ago so you could listen check that out but other things of note so uh they they reduced the restrictions on um on pollution uh produced by like factories before we move on past Roe versus Wade, man, yes, it's just, just not this shit fucked up, man. And um, <laughs> um, I know a lot of women were talking about we don't hear men speaking on this subject in X, Y, and Z, <laughs> which was I don't know weird to me. Like, I mean, some shit like I don't know uh, some shit. I feel like. It's understood, especially coming from from like people you know. You know what I'm saying? Like nobody think that shit was sweet. Like that's taking steps back. Like we we kind of all know that. Um, so I don't I don't know, man. So I, maybe just because we don't want to seem like we just yada 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 over it. Like yeah, niggas don't fuck with it. Like black men don't fuck with the reverse of reverse way. We all know that. Hella people that have benefited from abortions, and you know, three out of the four niggas on here have daughters. You know what I'm saying? And a lot of uh, maybe shit, maybe three out of four of us live in states where if you know daughter gets raped, they're gonna try to force, not try to force, but make it more difficult for them to have an abortion. So I mean. We we get it. So for you ladies who were out there just like kind of being like, well, where the niggas at? Like we've been like we've been here, been you know what I'm saying? If I mean niggas were the main ones who actually did Roe vs Wade because Roe vs Wade didn't come from a groundswell of women. It came from a ground because they didn't penalize women. Like right now, even still, they don't penalize women necessarily. Some of the laws do, but for getting an abortion, it's mainly the providers, right? If you are a physician that gives an abortion, if you own a clinic that gives an abortion, right? Back when Roe was was codified, the most people who were physicians were who? They were men. People who yeah. owned a clinic or a practice were men. They were the ones who went and fought for Roe because they didn't want to go to fucking jail. You know, and now now we're getting to this conversation like J. Joe was just talking about, and the first thing that came to pass was People saying, well, where the fuck are men? And men are trying to control women's bodies and this, that, and the other. And it's like, you're not fucking paying attention, right? 
They've been trying to overturn Roe for like 50, 60 fucking years. And by they, it's not men. We are all pro-choice. Most men that we know are pro-choice. We vote for people who are pro-choice. So to label this as something that men are doing is inaccurate and it's also not helping your cause. The people who want to see Roe overturned are conservatives, conservative religious zealots, largely from the Catholic denomination. And for some type of fucking reason, y'all feel the need to attack fucking black men who are largely not Catholic, largely not religious zealots, and are some type of fucking Baptist. So why the fuck is that the conversation? I think it's because it's easy. (laughs) Like... It's easy to get mad at the motherfucker right in front of you <clears throat> instead of focusing on the issue at hand. I mean, because if we go to, I mean, we and we talked about this. Like, if we go to the root cause of of why this is happening is to preserve white life. White people ain't having kids like that anymore. So, there's if there's a way to produce more white people and make sure they're not going to become the minority and whatever contrived year they came up with, like in 2032 or whatever. That's the that's the strategy. Like they don't care about black black folks. They don't care about they weren't they didn't have us in mind. Like they didn't have niggas in mind when this shit happened. Right. And we're not the enemy in this in this case. So I mean, I guess I, I didn't want to gloss over it. Kind of did because that that has been the argument. And it's, it's, it seems like it's easy. It's just redundant and easy to say. Oh, you're not looking out for us. I'm like, no, we didn't do it, this it's, shit. It's actually it, it's actually insulting. And disrespectful. Like, we live this in the same fucking world that they do. And 99% were for the same causes that women are as well. And for us to support them in that, we donate to candidates who are for the same things they're for. We vote for the candidates. The things that matter, right? Contributing Mm -hmm. money and donating, right? We put forth the effort that way to support those sort of things. And then just because we aren't on our fucking Facebook page fucking screaming it from the mountains, now we're not supporting women again. Like, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. And there's a lot more meaningful, substantive ways to support women than a Facebook post. But that's what they want. I'm like, this... And the thing is, at the end of the day, and I guess that's why I'm I'm almost like I've been jaded with politics, and I've I've, I've expressed that a few times. Is little things like little gestures like that have no value? There's bigger things and better things you could do. Like to your point, would donating to a cause, donating to a candidate, um, supporting policy writing your congressman. There's there's things that you could do that may have more value than just a Facebook post. And that's what it comes down to. Like 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 we talked about like maybe they should pack the Supreme Court because the Supreme Court obviously doesn't play fair. They're not looking out for the the, the thoughts of the majority of the country. Right. They're focusing very specifically on capitalist, religious, American fundamental I- ideals. <laughs> that kind of don't really touch all the people yeah. or matter to all of us. But if you pack the Supreme Court, that would you know that that would be a way to fix it. But Democrats don't do that. They don't believe in fighting fire with fire. So it's it's this whole thing has been kind of um kind of sad to me. Yeah, I mean it's sad. More so I mean 
abortion is of course the topic at hand, but it's sad to watch. You're literally watching democracy be taken over. Like that's that's the yeah. wild thing. You're watching it. Roe is the the backdrop for it, but I mean, concealed weapons like that happened. Like that just like New York. Like they didn't even talk about that shit. Like New York had a concealed weapons permit. States' rights were supposed to be big on states' rights, right? And that a conservative thing to think about. They swatted that shit down. I mean, I'm kind of happy about it, but uh-huh. Supreme Court is about to be the handmaid's tale. It is what it is. But I encourage everybody, if that's the rules that we're going to play by and we can't change it, you better get yours. If they say we can have these guns, and even if you like guns or not, but if they say we can have them, you better go get yours. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like you have to get a gun. It's like it's not even like a situation where you can say, "No, nah, it's cool. Let's allow Wild West," and that's what they, that's what they want. I mean, they want they want less. I mean, they 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 lowered the effectiveness of the EPA, um, so you can pollute as much as the fuck you want. Uh, they they're reducing the the ability to jerry, um, get rid of gerrymandering that it's um, a pretty much racist policy, um, making it harder for black folks to vote, dividing up um, our congressional districts. So I mean they, they're gonna do all that shit. It's about to be harder to vote for the people that you need that you want that kind of fit your it's gonna be harder to protect the planet it's gonna be harder to protect your wife and your daughters like it's a bunch of bullshit that's going on and i know clarence thomas was saying like we got to get rid of um sodomy too we got to bring um make sodomy illegal again so you know Easy making um same sex hmm? what you say say easy there tiger easy clarence and that's what he said. I know. I, oh, I hold on. Like, I mean, the, people, I, the, the people want their drugs. And their I think, I think I that's where he's going to... F- they do. And and it's interesting. Like I, I feel like that's going to be his bridge too far. I think that's what's going <laughs> to... I think that's where he's going to get shut down. <laughs> he's going to fuck with Crazy the sodomites and they're no longer going to... Hey, like, nigga! <laughs> you fuck with the wrong one. Pause. Um, just in case. But yeah, so um, you know, so we're going into politics part. Like, like we know the Supreme Court's fucked up. I wanted to get y'all's thoughts on Tierra Mack. Uh, she is a state senator from Rhode Island, and she's running for Senate. And like I said, I am a bit jaded on on politics nowadays. I even said I wasn't going to vote. I'm gotten creepy for me, and it's gotten a little bit too real. So. Gotta vote, bro. I'm about to say so. Not voting is the way to go. You gotta vote, bro. Um, state senate. And you're in a you're in you're in the states that matter. You're in the you're in a trash state, so you have to vote. I'm in Florida. I'm in Florida. People that people that live in trash trash states have to vote. Um, my trash state is. The problem with my trash state is. Oh, can hear me. It's like your audio and video not matching, and it's like a runaway train a little bit. <laughs> your, internet, your internet. Oh, no. It has something it's to probably do. probably my internet. But what were you saying? Uh, um, but yeah, I think Tierra Max running for, um, she's a, a candidate for state senate in Rhode Island. And recently she posted an ad where she was in a bikini and she was twerking upside down on, um, to get votes. I guess my thing is shit like this makes it is makes it um 
hard for me to take all this shit serious. Uh, what were we all thoughts on that? I'm for it. I mean, I could be tripping. The Democrats need more of that. I mean, okay. that's the problem. The Democrats always come off as the the uber educated bookworm patches on elbows, like not having fun type of party. And that's why a lot of people in America don't fuck with them. Cause it's like, Oh, you don't fucking shoot. You don't shoot guns. And a lot of Democrats do shoot guns. Y'all don't like, y'all don't drink heavy. Like we do and listen to fucking country music and kick it and want to have a good time. And that's the label that the democratic party has. And that's why they don't fuck with us. Right. Working class people don't fuck with us. More often, Democrats need to do shit like that. Like, fuck it. Like, show your fucking ass. Have a good fucking time. Say you going to the range and shoot some shit. You know what I'm saying? Say you got fucked up last night. It's okay. You know what I'm saying? And then more people in the middle will fuck with you. We got this holier-than-thou thing. And like you just said, oh, I can't take her seriously. Why not? You know plenty... Any fucking rattler that ends up as a congressman, a governor, a senator president or vice president or whatever the fuck is at one point in time gonna have done some bullshit and probably does bullshit when they go home and the cameras aren't on you know that but you're gonna vote for him you fuck with him you rock with him that's fair that's fair it's easy to change my mind if, if the shit makes sense that's so I guess yeah, I mean as long as no nah, I mean as long as um old girl do her job it's whatever. The comment was kind of tongue in cheek. I don't like uh, mixing like <laughs> business and personal stuff because she was like, "Oh, you know." At the end of it, she's like, "Vote for whatever her name was," and um, you know, some people are treating it like it's a real life campaign commercial when we all know it's not. You know what I'm saying? And so that was the only thing, kind of how she blended it. If she's just like twerking out amongst friends or whatever. Shit, somebody caught me having a personal moment, let my hair down for the holiday weekend. Fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the little crossover was the issue, but like I said, she getting shit done. Shit really matter. That's fair. And I think she's like a teacher. I fuck with teacher, so I mean, maybe it's maybe be a good look. Um, all right, so last thing. That we missed while we were away. The McDonald's debate. So, as you all probably know, and I think this was reported that this, this shit was like a skit, like fairly recently. And I, don't, and I can't, I don't know if it was or not, but that's what people are starting to say. But there was a video that came out last week <clears throat> of a, a, a mother confronting her baby father um, because he brought. Um, McDonald's. I guess she, her kids need some food. She said her son, her son needs some food. He brought food for for his son specifically, um, and there was a big argument about it because she he didn't provide food for other three kids, three or four kids. Um, he offered to like feed the boy in his car, or take him with him, and feed him, and uh, she said no and refused, and I guess destroyed the food. And this this created a huge argument over a week like I think it was the shit bled into the next week on niggas point of view on the responsibility of the father to kids that don't belong to him and how uh, how co-parenting works in a situation in a case where 
um, one of the parents has multiple children by multiple um, different mothers or fathers or whatever. So I'll share my thoughts afterward. But first of all, the shit was fake. I want to say in general, kind of sick of the 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 um the sex wars between black folks. Like I, we we could talk about this quite a bit. Like I think it was just another way to have an argument between black men and black women, which is at this point kind of getting old. But what were your thoughts? You want to take your five stacks since you, you might, you know. Um. Well, no, I was gonna say I agree with Chef. Like the gender wars are kind of part of not even kind of a part of is a, a big part from my point of view on <clears throat> what's wrong with the black family structure. Um, and this is not, uh, you know, coming down on the black family structure, but that's what I kind of notice and pay attention to. I don't, whatever. So, um, I agree there with the gender wars. A lot of stuff is silly and a lot of stuff is all about proving moot points, which, really no point in doing that um a difficult situation because it's all it's one of those kind of unwritten rules that goes with everything you don't open up your food in front of people without offering some or don't bring something that is not enough for everybody hell even at daycares you want to take your kids some cupcakes or something for their birthday you got to make sure it's one for everybody you can't just be like oh i, I brought six for their closest friends or whatever so um you know, uh, it was silly overall, to be clear. And dude kind of already knew what he was up against, as evidenced by her saying, like, you already knew I had kids and all that. Sound like he was the last one to the party. So um, that shit was dumb. He's going to have an uphill battle to fight till his kid is 18 and possibly beyond. But um, personally, Every now and again, you know, I might treat everybody. Um, I forget what she had, like, three or four other kids. So, you know, that kind of stuff could get expensive. I don't know what kind of job cuz work, and I'm also not in the business of counting people's pockets. But then um, also, you know, I would just, whenever I spend time with my child on the one-on-one, then maybe that's when I go do that McDonald's thing or whatever on that day. So, yeah, that shit was dumb. Um, yeah, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I mean, I, I mean, I do agree with you, not kind of, but it's not so much the the fact that he did or he didn't, or if you think that he didn't, it's the expectation. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. That you didn't do that, so now you're some type of shitty, scumbaggy human being if you didn't. And we know this isn't real. This was a, This was a skit or whatever, but once we got into the discussion people's feelings about it being a hypothetical situation then made it real, right? And people started to feel that, you know, if you do bring something for one kid, you should bring something for all of the kids. And to me, I look at that as a, it would be nice if. It would be really nice if he did bring something for all the kids. But there should be no expectation that a man does that, right? A man should be no less of a man if he decides to only bring his kids something. Because women, and we know women, we know our women, if the shoe was on the other fucking foot and we know that, okay, well, my kid is somewhere else, right? And me and the mama are together or some shit like that, right? And let's say it was at camp or something like that. And I brought some food and I say I brought food for 
my son and all these other kids, his stepbrothers, so on and so forth. She was like, what the fuck you bought food for all of them for? Why the fuck you needed to buy food for them? You only needed to bring food for my baby. Like that type of shit. You know what I'm saying? It's like yep. the shoe was on the other foot. It's a totally different conversation, right? And you're damned yep. if you do and you're damned if you fucking don't. But that's being a man, right? You're never fucking right. You just kind of go through this fucking life thing with women and hope this shit works out. Make the best decision you can. And there's a 90% chance you're going to be fucking wrong anyway. That's that's the gig. That's the fucking job, right? Um, but it's very much the same conversation that we just had about Roe, right? The conversation starts with men ain't shit, or I don't like men, men can't do things right, or I need to somehow interject myself to make sure that men are corrected, right? Those are the premises that are out there with women. We see it every morning. That's the premise that we start with. And then any situation that occurs, any meme that we're discussing, it's aligned with that premise. And then we work backwards, right? So whatever woman, if that woman woke up in the morning and felt that niggas ain't shit, guess what? This meme came out, this situation came out in her mind already. Niggas ain't shit. How do I fit that narrative? And we go backwards. And that's really the conversation. That's why we can't have a productive conversation. Because we start with the premise and we work backwards. There is no constructive critical thinking where we say, oh, well, let's unpack this and go through the nuances of the situation. That doesn't fucking happen. Premise, find supports, move on about our business. That's how we have discussions today with black between black women and black men collectively. Uh, my take is always, not always, well, one of my takes is that, like, shit is always easy when you ain't got to do it, right? Like, when you're not the person that has to do anything, like, it's always easy to, like, complain or bark orders or whatever like you got four kids at home that apparently you not feed you know what I'm saying so like if just getting McDonald's is all four is that easy then then why not do it you know what I'm saying it's just one of those things where you don't know where you know if this was real where he is in life how much money he had to scrounge up he might have got all the change out of his cars couch to get that three dollars but i saw women on uh, um on social media like all this and panther bears like all this is what niggas around here tripping about this 2.99 happy meal like 2.99 that three three times four 12 niggas ain't got 12 dollars like but again it's the principle of it. I would say it. Like, yeah, it'd be nice if you did that, but, like, you are not obligated to do that. You know what I'm saying? And that's when people get taken for granted. Like, some people go out of their way to do things for some people, and it's just like, oh, okay, cool. Like, no, motherfucker, I didn't have to do that. You know what I'm saying? Like, that wasn't my obligation to do. But motherfuckers get used to it and start again taking it for granted so like she she was saying that like yeah like he, he used to take care of my kids all the time my other kids when he was we was fucking and now you know we ain't fucking no more like yeah that that was part of the deal if we fucking and you get mcdonald's for the kids you know what i'm saying it is what it is but that nigga's not obligated to do that shit so it's just crazy how motherfuckers i don't know just just make shit so easy when they're not the ones in the situation. Because, yeah, it might start with Happy Meals, but then it might, you know, people talk about, then, all right, school supplies, then school clothes, then Jordans, then, you know what I'm saying, 
where they dad is at? You know what I'm saying? Like exactly. now I'm at the point where like nigga, I'm paying for college. Like no, nigga, like right. these are you know what I'm saying? Like I fuck with you, I fuck with my kids, brothers, but or sisters, whatever. But those are not my kids. Like that responsibility is on you and the person you procreated with. You know what I'm saying? I didn't them babies ain't come out my nutsack. But yes, it, would it be the the right and gentlemanly thing to do to buy the mother kids food? Yeah, it'd be cool, and maybe the nigga does it sometimes. You know what I'm saying? Maybe they got a three for one at the China buffet. Who knows? But it's not on him to do that. And you don't seem like you're the sweet, inviting type that a nigga want to do something special for you and your kids anyway. You know what I'm saying? So, right again, it. They said it's a skit, so if we, hopefully don't no real shit happen like this, but who knows? I got a problem with people buying shit for my kids. If I don't know you, I got a problem with you buying shit for my kids, personally. Like, yeah. Especially, like, my daughters. Like, oh, she, like she comes home sometimes with stuff from teachers and shit. I'm like, where'd you get a pack of gum? Oh, such and such gave it to me. I'm like, nah, they don't need to be giving you shit. Like, if she came home and a nigga... Like a nigga that I don't know, I don't care whose daddy it is, like buying the McDonald's and shit, I got a problem with that. Like, what happened to your lunch? Why you ain't called me to get your fucking McDonald's? Like I I, I don't I, I don't think that way. Especially like the way that this chick did, you know what I'm saying? Like, why you got all these motherfuckers that's not the daddy of these kids that you want to feed your kids? I got a problem with that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Like I don't <clears throat> Like even today, like my daughter's in New York for this for the summer, rest of the summer or whatever, and we always say, I'm like, don't nobody, don't let anybody give you shit. Don't take candy from strangers. Don't take nothing from nobody. Don't take shit from little homeboys at school. Like, well, and they give you something, you give it back. And I think a cop at the DMV tried to give her some candy, and she was like, No, no, I'm straight. <laughs> saying like, I'm happy, like happy that was the case, because like no one. Like that's how that shit works, but even and even in this situation, that I feel like that still applies. Like if I was one of these other alleged baby fathers, like I wouldn't want some other nigga um, providing for my kid. That that's not cool to me. Like, and if if my if my kid's not getting fed, that's also an issue because you haven't communicated it. Like no one wanted to talk about how. The mama might not have been worth a fuck either. Like, I think it was easier to say, like, the, the daddy wasn't shit. Like, that was, like, the easier argument, I guess, because he only provided for his one child. But how come you don't have anything for the other kids? I think that already came up, but that wasn't really argued enough. But also, in general, I'm like, either way, this was like an economics discussion more than anything. Like, maybe niggas don't, niggas only. Internet from hell today, bro. Yes. Like, Man, is that no nigga one... breaking up on y'all? Yeah, yeah he's sounding like a damn yeah. robot. He got the internet from yeah. hell today. All right, so Wood, I, I think, I think Wood, you, your Wi-Fi is better. You kind of made that point I saw in one of those posts uh, where um, you could probably explain it better. But like, when it's a man fuck up, it's like, damn, that nigga's fucked up. But when like, let's say the mom in this situation, it was like, still like, what the nigga could have done better in that situation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's always a situation. So, uh, and, num- and this is kind of the 
black man's burden, right? When a black man is wrong, he's wrong by himself, exclusively. You out on you die on that fucking hill. You gonna get your reprimand, and they gonna talk shit about you, and you gotta take your L. But it's different, you know, um, when your significant other or a black woman does something wrong because it's not. It's a larger discussion. Well, we got to talk about what brought us to this point, right? We got to talk about the nuances of why I reacted the way that I did. And typically, that is a shared responsibility. It's never a, well, I fucked up and I die on this hill alone. It's like, well, I reacted this way because you did this. And you have some responsibility in my mistake. So when a man does it, it's his, it's his fault. When a woman does it, it's a shared responsibility. And these are the ways that you need to act different in order for me to ensure that I don't act different in the future. And that's, and that's, it's fucked up, but that's, that's the way we've been dealing with this thing for so fucking long. And that's why men really don't put up a fight on shit because we're never going to get to a point in life or a situation where it's like, damn, I fucked up and I was wrong. And this is what I'm going to do to correct that. That shit doesn't fucking happen. Yeah. Okay. Great. Can I hear me now? Yeah, yep. you know, you know. All right, had to change my. And the crazy thing about it was, and to go a step further, it's not even the. And then, once you have that conversation, and it is a shared responsibility, if you don't change your half to make sure that she doesn't act the way that she did, then the next time that it happens, you're exclusively at fault because you didn't do what you needed to do to make sure that she didn't do her bullshit again. Then it's exclusively your fault, no matter if she's the one that acted out or did the bullshit. And that that's the really the plight of being a black man. That's not why we eat bullets and shit like that. That type of shit is stressful. You know, when we talk about pregnancy and you don't carry a baby and all of this. We great. That's the, we understand the biology of the situation, but the sociology and the emotions and the burden of the situation is accountability still largely rests with men. And that is a burden that you can look at the statistics, whether it's suicide, whether it's blood pressure, whether it's um, heart attacks. It's not just what we're eating, beloved. It's not just that. It's not just the diet. The diet contributes, but a lot of it is stress. That's that's the that's the burden of being a black man. I would say it's mostly the stress because I eat a lot of salads. Yeah, it's just it's stressful as fuck. Stressful and lonely. Shit, stressful. But shit, man, you ain't gotta take Woods' word for it. Shit, do man. You rock with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead, visit Apple, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough, it just might be on the show. Now for the with all due respects. With all due respect, like I said earlier, um, I was thinking of not voting because I've been so disenchanted with the system. And over the past few weeks, really inspired by the Supreme Court decisions, initially, I started to shift. But what really brought me home was the latest um, updates from the Florida House. I live in Florida, as you all 
hopefully know at this point after five years. Um, and Florida's really passed a lot of interesting laws, to say the least. So they had the Stop Woke Act, um, which really um, reduced the ability to teach really anything. They said the law says anything that makes that can make you feel uncomfortable. <laughs> Which is so far sweeping and ridiculous that I'm, I'm, I can't believe it even passed the muster. I'm sure it's gonna, there are going to be lawsuits pending because it's just too loose of a law conceptually. But they did that. Um, they did the they add the ability for for state um, funded schools within the Florida State University system. Um, students have to basically fill out surveys on an annual basis to make sure they're not being radicalized um, to reduce um, fear of liberal, the liberal thought, basically. Uh, there are other additional laws, um, additional gerrymandering um, that's going to be coming into place in the state. And in general, a lot, a lot of stuff that just makes it less pleasant to be a Floridian. Um, local laws are the first um, line of defense for, for regular people. Like if you want to have a, a decent life and, and want to feel some normal level of protection, you look to your state first. I like loud music in my car. I like to drive around and have, have it blasting. Now, if, if you can hear my, my music a hundred feet away, you can stop me and give me a ticket. It's all it is a just cause to stop black folks. Plenty of stuff that, that makes it hard just to live your life as a Floridian. So you got to stop it. And it stops by voting in your local elections and getting people that represent your thoughts and views. So I'm going to do it. I'm going to actively be involved in the political process. I would encourage you all to do it too. I mean, in general, there are people running for the Senate and, and big offices in Louisiana, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, here in Florida, Val Demings is running for Senate against Marco Rubio. Like this is very um, applicable in a lot of um, big battleground states. So participate. Um, make sure that you can vote. Make sure that your your voter registration is up to date because they're stripping down the the roll the rolls as we speak. So be involved, um, even though it is a bit discouraging right now because it is. Like let's 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 be honest about it, but. But be vigilant and be ready to be a part of this um, process uh, come November, with all due respect. With all due respect, uh, be who you are and let it be what it is, with all due respect. With all due respect, man, y'all starting to let me down with this barbecue shit. You know what I'm saying? I kind of eased up this July 4th and I cooked out the next day or whatever. And I tried to look at what everybody was doing on July 4th and I'm in all these grill master groups and all of this great shit and I just want to let y'all know that most of y'all are doing too fucking much. Like, just cook the fucking ribs and put barbecue sauce on it. Like, I don't understand. We got motherfuckers using flavored charcoal, like peach, fla- not not peach wood, but like peach flavored charcoal. What the fuck did they spray on the charcoal that's not peach wood to make it taste like peach air freshener they got peach flavored non-peach wood coals 
and they're making like infused ribs. I saw a motherfucker marinate ribs for like 48 hours. And then he put uh, peach wood and put a cherry glaze barbecue sauce on it and served it like it, I'm confused. You know what I'm saying? Like my palate would be confused to even eat something like that. You don't have to do that to be a grill master. You don't have to do all of that to make good barbecue, bro. You can literally just get some ribs, get some chicken, put a rub on it, put a barbecue sauce on it, cook it to how it's supposed to be cooked, and be done with it. You don't have to get fancy and do something different to impress people, bro. Just put good barbecue out. When you go to your favorite barbecue, if you go to if you go to fucking Jenkins in fucking Jacksonville. That nigga ain't got a peach flavor, I don't think. Correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Five nope. Stacks. He ain't got a peach. No, nope, no peach. Yeah, I, I don't think he's got a a, a, a peach preserved demi glaze on the shit. It's good barbecue. It's the same shit I've been serving you for however many decades, man. So good food is going to speak for itself, man. So stop trying so fucking hard uh, on this barbecue shit. We got one more big barbecue holiday in Labor Day. Hopefully you take this shit to heart and just cook some regular ass motherfucking shit with all due respect. Hey man, I cooked some wings and some wieners just if I would, so. I'm good I'm with part that, man. There's, 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 there's no issue with that, man. As long as you didn't, didn't do like something freaky with it, like. No, no, I didn't. Oreo just Reggie, Reggie wings. I like to jerk my wings, but I wasn't at home. All right. Um, <laughs> I had to jerk my wings. Um,. With all due respect, going back to uh, Essence Festival weekend, um, it was and is always, I think, one of the best things. It's just eye-opening on what, how far black people have come from, like, fucking slavery. You know what I'm saying? Um, When you're in Essence Fest, it's black people. It's shit. I, I can't even remember seeing a white person. Like all fucking weekend, but it's just black people doing great things. You have black journalists, you have black producers, black um, vendors. It's it's just all black. It's like it it feels like what um, we could have been if we didn't have so many roadblocks that were put there for us to stumble. You know what I'm saying? Like people looking good, like black people healthy, drinking water, like skin glowing. You got, you know what I'm saying, Nas and all orange at, you know, second line and with a all black brass band, so much culture everywhere. And the thing about Essence is that I like is that people like talk to people without this, like, I think I'm better than you or I'm trying to outdo you because you don't know who the fuck you're talking to. You know what I'm saying? So you go humble yourself. You're going to be yourself. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know who, who Will Packer is, you know what I'm saying? Like you just don't know who the fuck you're talking to or what they're doing. Like I said, I talked to a young lady. She was late twenties and she was doing all types of cold shit in her, in her, in her, um, in her field. I, my other homeboy, he's in music. He was there. He was talking to uh, one of his friends he met in business. And the chick she was with, they were like, man, she a really heavy hitter. You know what I'm saying? But you couldn't tell by the way she was interacting with us. You know what I'm saying? You go to Instagram page and motherfucker got like 21 million followers, some shit like that. But at the time, 
just another bra from New York. You know what I'm saying? Saying a Shanti instead of Shanti. You know what I'm saying? So it's just one of those things where, like, if you've never been to Essence, um, you should go just to experience um, just so much. I hate to use like black excellence and black joy and all everything, black girl magic, because it's so cliche and it's overused. But it's it's a feeling that you get uh, just to be around black people doing well. It's, it's similar to the first time I went to Zulu Ball and I saw so many black people in formal attire. You know what I'm saying? Like as far as I can see, you see black men in tuxes, you see black women in full length ball gowns. You know what I'm saying? And just enjoying themselves, listening to, you know, Earth, Wind, and Fire, Cameo, whoever's on stage, just live music. It's just like, damn. Nigga, is this what heaven is like? You know what I'm saying? Like, I know that's a hyperbolic statement, but um, but really, it's just a beautiful thing, and you should experience at least experience it at least one time in your life, with all due respect. 